Well, hello there. This is Jim, the Keys Bartender. I hope the sound is coming in good. If you're not familiar with the Keys Bartender podcast, we're a podcast about uh, bartending and life, life in the Keys. Well, luckily I recorded a short segment last week that I didn't get to include in any of the episodes. And it was, I rarely do any of my observations that ever come to fruition where I get to see the results of it. But one of the gyms I go to, I have a gym that's closer to home and I have the gym I work at that's about 10 miles south. So I go to one that if I'm only going to go work out for an hour, I like to go to the one that's about four miles away, five miles away. So here I go. It's in a strip mall. It's a nice gym. It has pretty much everything I need uh, to do, put a quick workout in. So I go into the gym and I recognize as I'm going in that there's a truck that I noticed months ago and it's jacked. I'm going to say, and I'm not going to exaggerate, five feet off the ground. And you say, well, yeah, they got probably have the monster tires. You know, you know, got four foot high tires. You need to have that. So the tires clear the wheel well and all that stuff. Well, they weren't, they were big tires, but they weren't that big of tires. So you can see the whole uh, drivetrain and everything going and it's all polished up and, you know, really, really takes care of this truck, but it looks you know, I'm looking at it. I go, how in the hell did, did it even make a turn at more than 10 miles an hour without flipping over because you move the center of gravity up and how, you know, it's, it's, it's got the same clearance, like a 747. You need to have one of those runway ramps to come up to get people in and out because those steps that extend out don't drop that low, right? Unless I guess this one has to. I mean, I didn't see the guy get into it yet, but it would have to drop down like a good three feet for you to get your foot up and you can climb into the cab unless it cranks down, which I didn't see him do that. So maybe it's like a low rider where you can drop it three feet to get in. So people wouldn't, I guess it keeps people from breaking in. So this guy, I'm, I'm rowing and the rowing machine is facing a plate glass window that faces the parking lot. And in the parking lot, I see the truck uh, across the parking lot, which isn't that wide. It's a strip mall. So it's about, uh, you know, a 50, 60 foot wide parking lot with one set of parking spaces, you know, just situated uh, across from each other. So there's a Corvette on the other side of the parking lot and i guess the guy in the truck backed up into the bumper of the corvette and the reason i know this is the guy who owned the corvette was on a piece of equipment that i could see and he gets up in here and go no fucking way and all of a sudden he goes storming out and there i look and it's the guy with the truck backed up against the corvette and his a rear gearbox bumped into the bumper and eventually I saw that he uh, kind of broke the bumper, uh, broke, you know, you know, the fiberglass on the, a Corvette was cracked 
And it goes, you know, you hear it goes up. This guy is upset, the guy with the Corvette. And the guy with the truck is just standing there telling him, you know, it looks like he's trying to calm him down. But the guy was upset for at least 30 minutes because I was rowing for about 30 minutes. And I'm watching this very interesting conversation. You know, I was listening to a podcast. I turned the podcast off because it was hard for me to pay attention to the podcast and watch this guy, his hands go up, fly up, the one with the Corvette and stuff like that. And you could hear him. I could hear him inside. He was yelling so loud. He says, I'm getting the whole fucking bumper replaced. I'm not getting it, uh, you know, fixed and and painted over. I'm going to get a whole new bumper. And they see the guys acquiescing to it. He calls the cops. The cops eventually show up, blah, 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 blah. But the whole time, rarely do I ever get a resolution on an observation, which I made months before. I'm saying, how in the hell could the guy see behind him if it was jacked up that high? And as it turns out, he can't see behind him. Because even if he had a backup camera in his license plate, it'd still be above the Corvette. He'd have to have a, a backup camera that was dropped two or three feet down, even. He didn't see it when it got close enough. It was so high up. So, And I wasn't happy about it. And to the guy's credit, and I may have mentioned on a previous uh, podcast, I see these ridiculous vehicles and I'm saying, how could they, how can they exist? Well, in Florida, they can exist. I see, I've, I've posted as the cover on podcast, I've seen cars turned into, uh, uh, boats turned into cars or driven like cars. I've seen jet skis um, mounted on, it seemed like a jet, jet, jet ski body mounted on uh mopeds uh carpeted vehicles which the outside is all carpeted i've seen that in philly before but in this humidity you know i gotta think it's gotta stink like it's gotta smell like a dog a wet dog and that's florida for you speaking of that getting to the bar thing right and i guess that's a bar thing we see that every so often we have people in our parking lot um it's really interesting people parking in tight parking uh, spaces at a bar, not considering the implications or the possibilities of things that could happen. But, uh, you know, you get what you get when you're in a place like that because it's a high risk. You know, if you park with a jacked up truck, you know, I, I got nailed with a, a tow hitch on the front of my car and they took off and they left a little square indentation that broke through my um, plastic bumper on my Jetta. I know I drive a Jetta. <laughs> Sounds like a lame car. No? To get back to the bar thing, though, yeah, parking, you just got to be careful where you're parking. I uh, wanted to talk about the, the, the thing, most thing, it was, I worked a Sunday this past week. And it's been a while since I worked a Sunday. And I, uh, there's during the football season, there are ramifications when you work at a place that has three televisions. We got two televisions in our uh, bar area and one in one of our dining areas. So between the three, luckily we don't have a sports package, so there's only like three events possible that could be going on most of the time. 
every so often someone's asking for some uh, Latin America soccer or English league soccer or some obscure tennis tournament, and we may not have it. That's a stop. But when it's football season, the NFL and college, that usually takes precedence over everything because there's more, more there just happens to be more football fans in our bar i'm not going to argue with you if you if you say there are people i'm a nascar fan i don't care about football yeah but it's just more people are interested in football so this weekend i volunteered to work on a sunday and forgot what the people were like on a sunday when it's nfl sunday right and it, you know football's in season and there's one guy that comes in and he absolutely loves NASCAR. He only likes NASCAR. He doesn't really understand football. He doesn't understand football. He's 70 years old. He doesn't understand football, but he loves anything to do with cars, drag racing, NASCAR. And it's Sunday. So there are big races going on. I don't know where. I know they're making left a lot of left turns, right? So you know how, I'm, how interested I am in uh, the... Um, NASCAR. But when it comes to football, I'm interested in football. But I don't put on what I want. I put on what the crowd wants. So I did that. And don't you know, here we are. We're watching football. It was uh, Sunday. I came in. When I came in, it was the ending of the Miami Broncos game where uh, Miami scored 70 points to Broncos 20. Everyone's happy. But they're so enthused about it, they stop paying attention to the football that's going on afterwards. And it's a full bar. There's about 15, 16 people there. And with we have side tables too. So there's maybe 25 there. And but they're all yapping and they're talking about the previous game. And I got the next game on. Well, what the person that likes NASCAR goes, no one's paying attention to this football game. He's got one TV that's not at the bar, but it's near enough. And he's got National Drag Racing Championship on. And he says, can you put NASCAR in the other one? I said, I'm not going to have cars. You know, I'm not going to have drag racing and NASCAR on both TVs. It's NFL Sunday, right? He goes, no one's watching. So I just figure I'd be smart, smarty pants. And I go, listen, real loud. Who wants to watch NASCAR versus football? And people, some people stop and they look at me, they don't say anything. Just, it's just quiet. I hear crickets. And I go, would you want me to put on NASCAR, turn off football and put on NASCAR? And they still say nothing. They say nothing. No one says anything. They don't shake a head. They don't shake anything. The guy at the end of the bar goes, says, see? So I go, okay, I do it. Not five minutes later, people that haven't left the bar look up and see NASCAR and says, where's the football? And they said, remember when you were looking at me and I was talking? Well, I wasn't paying attention. I was three feet in front of you and I was saying, do you want NASCAR or football? I'm going to put NASCAR on. I said it like three times. And she goes, you can't put NASCAR on. There's there's racing over there. I said, well, that's drag racing. He said, no one was watching football at the time. And this woman just flipped out. Just flipped out. She says, I, blah, 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 blah. And I go, listen, 
I I did this for him to make a point, and nobody back, none of you guys said anything. And they said they don't have to. I don't have to say anything. I didn't have to say anything. I said, you don't know what you weren't paying attention. You don't understand what this guy was doing. I was like, it was a painting ass. The two biggest painting asses in the bar, right? And one of them was going to be offended, and it was her day. And that's what and she got up and she got so offended that the owner went over and said, if you act like that again, and I didn't say this, I just put it up. I just sucked it in. I just said, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I don't give a shit. I'm working. It's your job to express your desires to me. When I ask if I have a loud enough voice, everyone should have heard me. And they did, if they were listening. <laughs> but I mean, but they weren't. They weren't doing it. So that's it's always that way at the bar. Some on Sundays, when it comes to want to see this game, I want to see that game. That's why I tell. Um, well, we're fortunate. We're not a sports bar. In order to have a sports bar, you'd have to have more televisions. You'd have to have more places where people can go and choose to sit, have a little more space. And you can just put, you know, a TV one over here and over there and have like five, six different games on, which I guess they do. You can do 12, 24, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they, they can have about, there's be five or six, you know, six or seven afternoon games and maybe five evening games or no early evening early afternoon late afternoon and one evening game and then monday now they're having two monday games so it's all screwed up but it's that way with chairs when when it comes to the bar choices stuff like that there's the tv there's the chairs when people start thinking they have a chair reserved i like to really you know, they always come in, they sit at their table. They sit at their table and they expect it to be reserved. And I see that. If you did come in every day, you do. do but once you don't come in every day, if you come in twice a week, three times a week, and you come in indeterminate times, and you come down in maybe one or three people, there's no way. And I do not put up with the I it's 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 I know bars that do this. I know they do it. They say, "Listen, this is where so and so sits, and this is where someone." Nope. There's only one thing that's reserved, and it, there's handicapped parking spaces for the people that are disabled or disabled parking spaces. I guess that'd be the appropriate one, or the parking space for if the owner wants to take a space. Right. The owner wants to take her space and save a space. To, you know, we have a traffic cone where we save that. That's the only two places. And, and the bar does not act that way. There are people I like sitting at the bar, but I can't, I can't reserve spaces because then you're turning down business. And they, but they come in, I get calls from people and they'll have like, well, listen, six of us are coming in and we want to get a place at the bar. I said, what time are you coming in? And they said, we're coming in at 6, at the end of happy hour. I said, maybe it's 6.30. Maybe. And they go, can you reserve it? I said, nope. 
How do you tell people they can't sit at the bar because some six people wanted to come in and sit at the bar? And you can't guarantee because you're all arriving from different destinations. You get someone who comes in a half hour early, someone who comes in a half hour late. You got about four ta- you got four seats you're saving that are you know that are empty for an hour, maybe more, or they don't show up. I always tell people if they have like six or seven people, it's time for you to have a table. First of all, you can't really talk to each other at a bar when you have seven people. I've tried it before. It just doesn't work out. You need to have like three or four people, three people on one side, four people on the other at a table. That's what tables are made for. They promote conversation. And what happens at a bar when you have them strung out six, seven people, they're yelling down at each other back and forth. It increases the volume and then everyone else has to talk out loud. So... When you get to the people that come in there and they demand that, you should be, let's make it uh, known that we really appreciate you. I like to save a space. I'll tell you when a space opens up. You know, I'll say I have two, you know, I have two seats over here. I have four seats over here. I'm not going to save six. And that's the way it happens. And recently on top of that, uh, and another interesting thing on Sunday, I had a couple, and the woman did the textbook. I want you to know, without me telling you, that I'm a hard to please customer. And if I'm not careful when I'm talking to them, sometimes I'll start treating them as they're a hard to please customer. And it'll show in my, the way I talk to them, the way I interact, the way I smile. And then this, this person was being difficult. It started out with the drink order. They wanted a pomegranate martini without asking. They didn't ask for a pom- they, they didn't ask if we had pomegranate martinis. They just said, I'll have a pomegranate martini. And I said, I don't have a pomegranate martini. And she goes, how about passion fruit? I said, no, no passion fruit. I'm sorry. And I go, I'm sorry. Did we have that here before? And then you're, you're, no, no, I just had it at this place up in uh, Miami, South Beach. I go, oh, okay. And she goes, you don't have that here. No, no, we don't. And then I was going to say, we don't have Caprianas and all the, stuff either. We don't have the sugarcane vodka. I mean, rum. Because that's when a Capriana goes into it. It's a Brazilian take on a mojito without the mint. And, uh, but I can make it with the regular rum. And she goes, I didn't ask for that. But I figure I said, well, I figured I'd be a little preemptive. And I was being a little snarky with that. And then I realized I should just shut up. <laughs> but it extended. The guy was with her was presenting himself and it, I, I hate saying it that's a man and woman i wish it was a, a um the guy that was being difficult this way i wouldn't be you know it just seems as if i'm sexist but i'm not sexist just the, the, in this case the person that was hard to please was the woman and she started on on all the menu items she asked for oysters and we have oysters at the time. It's a weekend. We don't do a lot of oysters. We do a lot of oysters on um, 
let's say on the uh, uh, during happy hour, which is Monday through Friday. But because they've been kind of small and troublesome, I have to say the oysters have been troublesome, meaning they're not they weren't very good. That we've just didn't order them for the last month or two, and. I can just tell that because I didn't see any come in. I didn't ask for them, and people stopped asking for them after a while because they realized that they didn't have them. We didn't have them. So this woman goes in and starts in on uh, the oysters, and then she asks about an item. We have an item called tailgaters, and they, uh, they look like the sh the, they're chicken tenders with sweet and medium hot sauce on them that look like gator tails and uh, the shape of gator tails. And I tell people, it's not alligator, it's uh, it's chicken shaped like gator tails, you know, just giving the image off that. And the, and the woman goes, well, that doesn't make any sense. And I said, that you recall a gator, tail gator, um, spelled like an alligator, or that they're shaped like alligator tails. She goes, all of it. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and I didn't have anything to say to her anymore. And I said, well, that's, that's fine. And she goes, that's it? And I said, yes. That'll be, I just smile. Yes. What can I get for you? What can I get for you? And then she ended, she ended up ordering her drink. The gentleman ordered her drink. Um, he was, he said, the gentleman goes, I'm ready to order, but she needs to read for a little more on it. And the lady proceeded to read the menu for another 10 to 10 to 12 minutes. And this is already after reading after five, six minutes. I'm nowhere. I'm in absolutely no hurry. And we're going, and she gave me an order with, I had, uh, we got our new POS system and we can add notes and all that. And I had a nice little story. My God, I could have submitted that to the New York Times. It, it seemed like an article I was writing. It was, um, I, I don't even remember all this stuff. I don't even remember what she ordered, but I remember there was five, five things I had to do, uh, to alter the menu item to make it acceptable. And I made sure to go over it with her twice. So I had all the notes. Sometimes I think I'm going to remember it. But in this case, I said, I better get this right for this lady because I'm going to hear it. And I could tell by the way the guy was, he was a rather big, tough looking guy, but he was beaten into submission. It seemed like he was tamed. That woman, that he just was the will, the will to resist did not reside in the man anymore. And I took his cue and I realized I will not headbutt this woman. I will not go toe to toe with her. I'll just let her, I'll just go and do what I can. I'll charge appropriately if it's difficult, meaning we have the option to do that. But it wasn't difficult. It was just a lot of modifications. And that's where I want to end the show and say a lot of times when you run into people that are difficult, I, I have a tendency to want to right a wrong. I have this thing, this I had this philosophy that some people are rude and difficult and obnoxious because people don't teach them a lesson.
And then I realize they get this reaction all the way around. And it's slowly coming to, I'm slowly coming to a realization that, that I can't teach anybody anything. Um, there's other tactics that I can use. I've had uh, one of this irregular regular, let's call them an irregular regular who comes in and they would drink a couple martinis and then they start getting really obnoxious and uh, foul. And it's a woman and it would be loud and, and obnoxious, sometimes rude, crude, crude at a bar, you know. I know, he has to say it, crude, crude, a little too crude. And, you know, it's shocking, you know, because, you know, I've heard, we've said fuck and dick and all this stuff. We've said it. But to go in depth at, at it, you'd have to really be, you know, to be, to take notice of someone being crude, you really have to go. And this woman did that. And she would be get personal about it sometimes. And sometimes... Uh, you could take it personally. But when you realize she does it all the time, and that's the reason why she's was banned at most of the bars and restaurants in our area, then I said, oh, well, it's not just me, and it's not about me. It's her. So what I chose to do, and if you listen to a long uh, you know, show for a while, I chose to say, in this particular instance, I said, uh, you know, you're not like that. You're, you're a sweet person. You're very kind and thoughtful and all that stuff. And I know that you can be better than this. I, I don't know if I phrased it exactly like that, but I did try and give this thing. It says, you're a kind person who, who is saying, and you're, yes, you're funny and, and this, and, and you know what? That person moderated their personality. They didn't get, they didn't clean up their word choices, let's say, but they weren't mean about it. And they weren't pointed about, you know, striking out at people and things like that. So I realized that a lot of the energy that people got, um, when 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 they're being obnoxious or let's say very picky and picky to the point of being obnoxious trying to glom all the attention because there's a certain amount of time that you have in your life right you have a certain amount of times to do things and sometimes people try to waste your time and you may get take particular offense to it. And when I say waste your time, they may not they that may not be their objective, but it certainly is a byproduct of sometimes we like to call it bullshit. People like to put us through. And sometimes it's easier to roll with the punches. But when you're rolling with the punches, you also can be teaching a lesson to be kind. Some people won't be. So you got to be able to, you know, you got to be able to decipher that. And that's in business and, and personal life. When someone calls up and it's a, let's say, you know, a telesales, telemarketing call. You know, it could very easily say, you know, leave me the fuck alone and hang up. Try to ruin a person's day. 
I don't always do that. I just go, hey, thank you. I'm not interested. Thank you very much. It doesn't cost me anything to say that. And it doesn't change my demeanor either. That's another thing. If I answer with aggression or negativity, that can set me into that type of mood. Why would I want to uh, go into that setting? Why would I want to reset myself and put myself in a foul mood? I can just say, hey, I could be real pleasant. And go, hey, listen, you know, someone's being real, you know, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but I'm not interested. Thank you very much. And you have a really good day. You know? I mean, it doesn't take much more than saying, like, I'm not interested and hang up. I have it, you know, I have it at work when it's really busy and someone comes up and someone starts answering, uh, uh, asking a question. At work, I have to be even more diplomatic. And sometimes I have to listen to all the bullshit. Now, on your personal time, you can choose not to listen to the bullshit, but the byproduct of that, having to, you know, go and say, I can do whatever I want. I can just say, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you on the phone, which, yeah, it sounds fun. It sounds interesting, but all you're doing is adding negative, yeah, it's a negative attitude to your day and you're ruining the other person's day. Now you may your intention may be to do it, but you're the first one you don't want to do. You don't want to set yourself in, do you? Is that your intention? It's like those t-shirts. I'm not happy until I'm I'm not happy until you're unhappy. What kind of attitude is that? That says to me, when you're unhappy, you're you're happy when someone's unhappy. That says to me that you don't have anything in your life. Meaning you don't have you don't have anything pleasant or positive going on. It's best to be neutral. It's best to be neutral when it goes to that or positive even better. Cuz you can disengage with the positivity. I really like to, but you have a nice day. I'm I'm not going to be continuing this conversation. So that's my words of advice. I kind of took it from the bar and I kind of slid it right into personal life. I'd like to thank you for listening. And, uh, oh, we're having some problems with PayPal with our Keys Bartender gear. So if you could pay using your credit card, that'd be great. If you go to uh, keysbartender.com, if you're buying uh, our gear, but I will, we will get it straightened out. I'll work on it and see what's going on because it is so weird. All the options you can hit. They make these programs, you know, these interfaces that you have, like especially when you're running a um, a virtual store, a virtual store. I think I pronounced that correct. A virtual store on the website where I'm selling my uh, Keys Bartender gear that they give you so many features that if you click the wrong one, and I know you've probably done it with your email and your cell phones or something, all of a sudden you see, and that's happened to my my wife today, uh, the, well, a couple of days ago, she stopped getting email. And every so often when there's a software update that comes through, 
you can get you know you can get something check a box checked that would stop you getting something delivered or some pertinent operation from occurring and you got to figure out which one it is so it seems like the more options you give people the more opportunities it is for things not to work so that's what happened with the uh uh our payment processing right now and we'll but we'll get on it but the nice thing is it's not screwing over people it's just returning their payments it's bad for me but it's good for them um i'd like to thank you for listening and i'll be back again probably later this week talk to you later bye